0: Ready?
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Pace the Nation, broadcasting back here in Studio 1A in downtown Arlington, Virginia we are back it's the third time i've said back in the heart of arlington county of course that's clarendon for episode 166 or maybe it's episode one i don't know we'll have to bring in my uh, co-host to my left williamy e. Docs. Docs, what's up
0: i'm back farley yes great
1: to have you back you know the Audience is always worried when you're gone for a while. Whether you're everybody was gone. You're, 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 well, yeah, but you're the more of a flight risk than anybody. Mm-hmm.
0: Even though Joanna, even though somebody left. <laughs> so Joanna is actually mm-hmm. gone. So
1: let's recap. Is this episode one? By the way, or episode one sixty six? What do you say? One sixty six. One sixty six. It is mm-hmm. okay. So let's recap for the audience who uh, has okay, missed so us in for Okay, episode past one. Month. We talked about <laughs> no, the Boston Marathon. There, uh, oh, not that far back, but. Oh. Uh, not an in-depth recap. Thr- thrilled to be back. Joanna has uh, officially moved to Syracuse, New York. She's a New Yorker. Yeah, works for New Balance and mm-hmm. is... Uh, she's a New Balancer. No, no longer on, on the podcast. As she's a, dead As a regular host. Well, you, you know, we, we might see her uh-huh. uh, down the road uh-huh. on the show.
0: Well, here's, here's a question. Mm-hmm. I, I was thinking about this this morning. Mm-hmm. Do you think that she's going to listen to the show going forward? Great question. I think that, that she didn't listen to any show that she wasn't on when she was a regular host. Right. So when she would go on vacation or something like that, she didn't listen. Right. So my my first thought is, nah, she's, she's done. She's not going to listen to this show. But then I think her new job requires her to drive long distances. True. Uh, with all that time in the car, she might. Maybe so, listen when she runs out of her other eight or nine right. political so, library <laughs> podcasts that she listens to.
1: It'll be a bigger slap in the face if she doesn't listen now because she will have yeah, more time. On she has her more time to, yeah. to do so. All yeah. right. Well, let's not let's not because you and I have corresponded with her um, mm-hmm. over the last few weeks. So mm-hmm. let's not uh, hip her to this. Let's just see if she listens. Oh, definitely, definitely. <laughs> I just want
0: to know if she listens. Yeah. yeah. So, but Joanna is and, gone. But not yeah. just us. Right. Everybody who listens needs to not tell right. Joanna ex- that we're at, talking about
1: her um i want to thank the listeners who have reached out we were missed people actually missed us that that made me feel good that was Mm. good for my ego yeah oh (laughs) there we go uh so we appreciate uh the people who've reached out uh, on twitter i've gotten a few calls emails Mm -hmm. um Hoping that we'd be back soon, and we promised September. Boy, they're going to be disappointed. <laughs> it's September. We're sitting here September eighth, and uh, well, we are, I we are think back. that there
0: was a little bit of confusion on that point too. Right. Uh, people expected the show to drop as soon as September. True. No, 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 no. That's when we get back in the studio, right? right. And then it's a process to to pack this Absolutely. up and deliver it to you. Yes, so everybody who fun. expected it on September first, you set the bar too high, right? Well, we are back. It's only a week after September first, as we sit here, mm-hmm. September eighth. Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, we are uh, we're we're the same show uh, with you know uh, maybe a little bit different format. Uh, we're going to try uh, the guest host. I believe is is what we we had thought. Well, yeah, we I mean, kind we, of brainstormed about.
0: We haven't. Yeah, we we haven't permanently. Uh, filled the position, mm-hmm. uh, and what we're going to do is we're just going to have a a rotating seat. Okay. Uh, for the next, uh, I, I would say next 165 episodes. <laughs> is this sort of a tryout or? No, it just we'll just have a different host every week okay. it, just to keep things different. All right, is my seat rotate? I oh, God, I wish it would. <laughs> I
1: wish it would. That would be awesome. All right, well let's uh, introduce our, our today's uh, guest uh, co-host. It's Deborah here. Uh, Deborah. Uh, Deborah.
0: But Deborah's a no show. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so so uh, yeah,
1: so let's go to the floor and grab we did go to the floor and grab the, the, the uh, most capable mm-hmm. uh, co-host fill in. Yeah, uh, we've done before. I don't even know. I don't think you were here for that show. No,
0: she filled in for me.
1: But, uh, but and Joanna. But uh, no. Uh, let's let's bring in our let's bring in our our guest co-host for today. Uh-huh. Uh, excited. It, well, she's our backup guest co-host. <laughs> <laughs> Thrilled to have Tess strike here back with us on Pacing Nation. Tess, how are you?
2: Hey guys, I'm great.
1: Well, thank you for um, coming in again on short notice.
0: No I, notice. No, no notice, notice at notice. all. It's not okay. short notice, Farley. Yeah, no. <laughs> I think it's, a, it's kind of a recurring
1: theme. I, I, I hope that um, you can be a consistent figure here on the show. Um, remind the audience um, what show you were on uh, the last time we had you. Um, and so if they want to go back and kind of listen to who Tess is, uh, what show it was. And uh, I can probably track down the episode. I, yeah, I don't you know the number. It, it was, number, but it it was uh, B-Girl. Yes, it was the B. Yeah, so it was it was Brian and and about the B. So we had Tom and Brian on. So it was just a few episodes back. Um, you know, I think everybody was really impressed with um, you jumping in, and it seemed pretty seamless. Um, Thanks, guys. Uh, I am I'm, I'm I'm not sure. Maybe that's the reason why Joanna got another job because she realized she wasn't needed on the on the <laughs> podcast. She had a, a replacement uh, in waiting. So.
0: Uh, no, that's, that's the kind of situation where you break up with somebody before they break up with you. Right, right. That's what she did. It's a preemptive breakup.
1: (laughs) It might've been. Mm -hmm. Again, we'll know if she listens to the show. She She
0: already said, uh, on the the following episode that, that, uh, she was not threatened and that had nothing to do with you. Right. Uh, but she felt confident in, in her own abilities. Uh, so I don't think that was the case for her.
1: Right. Well, Tess, uh, I'm psyched to have you back on the show. Um, Yeah, you were on the the Brian Danza show with Tom Brumlich. Um, And again, remind our listeners a little bit about yourself.
2: Yeah. I uh, I grew up in Arlington County, so I'm a local. just like Chris. That's big. Yeah, it's huge. You don't get a ton of us. No, not at all. Um, which we think you'd get more of considering, you know, what, four high schools, ton of middle schools. Center so of the universe here. here. Yeah. yeah.
1: Absolutely. I, I know. I agree. I don't know why there there isn't more people who stay around. But uh, grew up in Arlington, went to HB, uh, work in the Clarendon store. That's right. Which makes it easy for us to pull you in. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, a
0: podcast listener, right?
2: Oh, Yeah. Huge, the, podcast huge, huge podcast now, fan. Now
0: that you're on this episode, will, will you be listening to it or not?
2: I've listened to uh, some of them just mm-hmm. in general. But if I'm on it, I, I don't think I want to listen to my own voice. I,
0: I, I'm, I'm kind of I'm with
1: you on that. I, uh, Docs has to do it when he edits the show. Yeah, but. I listened
0: to every episode about <laughs> nine times.
1: But uh, yeah, I'm kind of with you. So, um, well, we're, we're psyched to have you. Uh, we do have a regular show to get to uh, along with a, a number of other things. Catching up with what the hosts have been up to over the past month, for sure. We will get to that. Okay. Uh, also, on today's program, uh, excited to have in studio, ultra marathon runner. We've had him before, Mike Wardian. He's going to join us. He just did one of the most ridiculous feats I've ever heard of. Uh, he ran the entire CNO Canal from Cumberland, Maryland, all the way into D.C. That's 184 miles. Uh, and he didn't do it over a, a series of a week or two weeks or something like that. He did it in a day and a half, 36 hours. It's the fastest known time. He beat the fastest known time by 12 minutes.
0: What's the fastest unknown time? <laughs> Good
1: question. <laughs> we can ask him that. Okay. Uh, we can ask him that and a whole lot more. Uh, excited to have Mike Wardian back on the program to talk about that. It's, it's just incredible. I love... The CNO Canal, and we've done, you know, we've done the Ragnar Relay Docs uh, mm-hmm. out from Cumberland, Maryland, mm-hmm. running from Cumberland to DC with twelve people in thirty six hours is pretty impressive. Uh, doing it relay style,
0: no, we did it way faster. We than did, that. okay, okay, yeah. we did, but I'm Maybe just saying. Twenty hours, <laughs>
1: generally, I'm saying, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that running it in thirty six hours with twelve people is impressive, but doing it solo is
2: wow unbelievable I'm, it's
1: unbelievable so excited to have uh mike on the show uh today
0: i'm gonna refrain the re- remainder of my questions until mm-hmm. he gets here
1: okay all right well we can uh we, we can have him on another 10 minutes here so excited about that uh also uh, on today's program uh i mentioned we got to catch up with the hosts uh got to catch up with the hosts uh running mm-hmm. uh, i know docs has has uh last time we left off Uh, he had a coach. He was trying to get back into it, trying to get fit, all that stuff. So Mm -hmm. we'll catch up with him on that. Okay. Um, also I had a kid while I was gone. So, (laughs) but we'll mostly talk about my running. (laughs) So, uh, Mm -hmm. that's been an eventful, uh, you know, I I wanted to say exhausting, but I'm going to say awesome experience. Mm -hmm. Um, No, it's been amazing. So, uh, two boys at the at the at the house that my mom is watching right now. Now,
0: one kid didn't change you. What about a second kid? Yeah, more more of the same. No change.
1: I actually think I am going to amend that. Um, Definitely, two kids is a game changer. Okay. Um, So, uh, I don't. But one kid is not. Well. Yeah, I, I'd say it's two kids is more. You of a still energy outnumber energy. them if it's two yeah, parents, exactly. one kid. No, no question. And I'm feeling it now where we're.
0: Well, Julie has three kids now.
1: <laughs> pretty, pretty much the case. Yeah. Plus a dog. Plus, Plus a dog. Plus that's, a dog. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, um, you know, I, 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 uh, I don't know. You know, I think it's gotten harder. For parents these days, it must have gotten. Harder. No, That's gosh, we've wanted. already talked about this. Okay, all right. Or, or how many? How, how many siblings do you have? Tess, I have a younger brother. Younger brother, so you're one of two. Yeah. All right. Docs. Good math there, Farley. <laughs> Docs, you knocked
0: uh, it out of the park right there. Docs,
1: you're one of three. Right? I am. I am one of three. All right. I'm one of four. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So we all have siblings. Uh, I just think it was easy. No, no offense to our parents. But you're wrong. Just, I think it was just easy.
0: You're, for... you're wrong. You you just we've already gone over this and we I've have. already Carver told you Kramer. why. Yeah. Because you don't want to give up your life, right? And they had zero problem giving up their life.
1: That's that's true. That that there is a lot of truth to that. I think it's harder for us. It's we've, we've not co- harder we, for we, you. We, we, it's harder Jesus.
0: for us to give up our lives these days. Okay,
1: We've we've covered that ground, right? Uh, so a lot to get into on today's uh, big program. Um, but before we do, uh, it is the fall, the best time of year. Cross country season, football season.
0: Oh, the smell of grass on uh, Saturday morning. The, the we- cold, the,
1: crisp morning. The weather has changed. Uh-huh. Uh, so, all that is is awesome. And we actually had an NFL football game. So we
0: did. Let's talk about that. So
1: we could talk about. We always test, just so you know. I mean, you know, you've heard the show. We talk about weather and we talk about you know sports. So we can cover the sports here. Well, first.
0: I, I do have a. I, I want to talk about the the. I have a running story okay. that I thought of while I was watching the NFL game on okay. Thursday night, which the defending Super Bowl champion wow. Philadelphia Eagles won. The there was a play where the running back went around the edge, and one of the uh, one of the defensive linemen sticks his arm out mm-hmm. and and the clotheslined him. Tries to and the and the and the running back kind of ran through it a little bit, and it reminded me when I was in college. I was injured i was coming back from a stress fracture and we had these practice football fields behind the sports complex and on the field um so you would just run laps around there uh because if you don't feel good you could just stop you're you're right you're right where you need to be it's a nice flat grass surface so Mm -hmm. so it's it's great for rehabbing so i was out there running by myself and they have one of these box contraptions uh it's this big frame with these, uh, I don't even know what they are, but they they look like they're like foam, like the padded arms. dudes that are like. It's not the padded guys. It's 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 a it's a box. It's a big frame box, and inside the box they have it's like going into a car wash almost, and they have these these bars that are padded that are that are sticking out, but they're on springs. So what they do is like the running backs will will go run through that, and that's like one of the drills it's it's similar to the the sled that you're talking about with Mm -hmm. with the padded guys and so of course on my eighth or ninth lap bored out of my mind on this practice football field i'm thinking i'm gonna run through this thing this is in college this This is is in college okay yeah and i go run through that thing and it's on spring so i'm like it'll it'll be really easy it's probably children can run through it and everything like that uh no it's you almost broke your shoulder (laughs) i bet it's it's like it it's it's got very little flexibility those springs are extremely thick and and tight and uh, how long
2: did it take you to realize you didn't want to be in the box
0: i don't think i I didn't make it through i think i kind of like just came to a stop and, and it hurt. And I was like, oh, that was not very smart. You and I, back out? Yeah, yeah of course. And I think what you have to be is like 245 pounds wearing football pads running, you know, and, and super fast. And better prepared for it.
1: It's like uh, when Gus
0: Farratt like banged his head. When he head-butted the, the, head-butted the, wall. the wall. Thinking yeah. it
1: was a padded wall. And yeah. thinking that he's got like, three feet of padding there when it was just an inch of padding and it was a brick wall behind it. That's probably similar to what, what you, uh, you, you thought it was going to be. Yeah. I uh, hope that
0: I, 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 to this day, I hope that nobody was watching. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> I don't think I, I don't think I told anybody somebody that is story. telling that story, but it made me think of that. Like when the guy stuck his arm out because the running back ran through it and I was like, Oh, because he ran that drill that I yep. also ran
1: once. That's right. Well, I, I think that was, uh, you picked your right sport you you didn't play you didn't play
0: football you
1: probably played a little i didn't play football in high school No flag football here and there but yeah
0: oh i i would i was a great defensive back i was a great cornerback well yeah that that's my uh, cover skills are
1: are unbelievable right well that's i mean and we've we've (laughs) documented on this show before that uh you wanted to be the defensive coordinator of Mm -hmm. the Eagles. so yeah i think that that resume deser- is deserving of it, but mm-hmm. the Eagles are one and zero. Congratulations! They guys. are. Yep, they, they are. Yeah. They Thank haven't. You. They haven't lost in um, a long time this calendar year, actually. So that's true. Uh, that's awesome um, for you. That's yes. awesome. But yeah, so the fall is here. Um, the uh, you know, if if you're running a marathon, uh, hopefully you're in full swing of your training. Um,
0: you know, Tessa, marine, are you running a marathon this fall? Marine
1: Corps, I have
2: no intention of ever Corps running Corps a marathon. Coming Never. up at the end of Never. this
1: month. Yeah, so uh, so we will talk. You know, eventually on this show, some some running, know, stuff. running stuff, and fall oh, marathon I was and marathon stuff and all that. stuff. But you know, a lot of other stuff to get to today uh, that probably you know is just basically catching up with uh, with what the hosts have been doing and uh, introducing our new uh, co-host here. Uh, one thing about Tess, I've already noticed, uh, Docs, is mm-hmm. that she pays more attention than Joanna already. <laughs> I mean, Joanna was always on her phone. She like, was, over, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so yeah. at least she's paying more attention. I
2: feel like that's a school thing, though, because I was a teacher for a while, too. It's like, phones down, right. notebook book out. exactly. Yeah,
1: well, Joanna should, I mean, again, she's not listening. So she's not really listening. Say whatever to, you want. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so while Docs was watching football, mm-hmm. um, you know, my family had an addition uh and this was one of the big reasons why we uh took a month off took a month off um second uh kid uh paul joseph farley born august 3rd uh it was um i think we had posted a show a week prior so anyway so uh, it was great you know uh I had a lot of family in town for a week and, uh, you know, everybody was super helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, really helpful. I'm
0: sure a little, a little
1: too helpful (laughs) sometimes, but, uh, so I, uh, you know, for, for that week it was, everything was smooth and I was like, I got this. And then, Mm
0: -hmm. um, you know, they, the, Last I tell you weeks. what, if if I was your in laws yeah. or your mother, mm-hmm. uh, and I listened to this show and I heard you say that that their life was easier, <laughs> uh, I would not help you out after the kid was born. I would be yeah, like, "Yeah, that's probably true." I'd be uh, like, "Oh, you you go get it."
1: Yeah, I mean, I say it a little tongue in cheek. That mm-hmm. it was easier, but
0: well, I think you believe it because you're just completely clueless. Right. But.
1: Well, uh, maybe there's some truth to that. But so mm-hmm. it, v- thrilled to have uh, another boy in the in the house and mm-hmm. uh, a lot of help from the family uh, for the first week. Uh, the last couple weeks, uh, you know, I did say that the baby wasn't going to change me, and I do re- officially retract that statement. The second How about baby, that second baby definitely is is a challenge to, you, to to get my runs in and do all the things that I used yeah. to do. I have to admit.
0: Do you find that uh, I hope you can hear that. There are some people showing off that they have horns <laughs> right outside <laughs> yeah. the studio. That's it. They're just saying hello to Pace the Nation. Yeah. Welcome yeah. back, yep. Pace the Nation. Yep. Did you hey, put out a sticker, like honk to yeah. say hi? Uh-huh. Yes. yes. Uh, that's what we did. Honk if the... you listen. All right. But getting back on track with your second child, do you find that there's anything that requires your parenting with such a young infant that you completely forgot about? Because James is now two years old. Like, yeah. is there? There's certain things you're like, oh, yeah, you have to support the neck. Right. Like, definitely.
1: Like the, the neck is a big thing. Uh, I can't believe how small the, the baby is compared mm-hmm. to James. James seems like a monster. Uh, it, so you yeah. forget how small these babies actually are. So you've got to be. And you forget how they're completely dependent on you. I mean, this is all like obvious stuff. Mm-hmm. But they are completely That's dependent. why I asked. I knew that there were going to be some <laughs> obvious. It's De- dependent on you for everything, so uh, yeah. you always have to be aware. I will say that with the second kid, um, I'm a second kid. Doc's a second kid. You're I'm a first number born. one. Yeah. So <laughs> I could see how there there is how second kids are are, are um, maybe a little bit more independent. No offense, t- tests um, because we leave. Paul, in situations I never leave James, like we had a birthday party this morning, put him in a little bassinet, leave him over there on the bench, and he just sits there for a while or sleeps or whatever. And, you know, we go on without, you know, we we, we have our eye on him.
2: I know know, you guys haven't met my brother. (laughs) Oh, really? Okay.
1: Well, generally, um, I would say, um, you know, second kids are more independent because they were ignored more. So your your brother, not
0: not so much.
2: It's No, no way. Yeah.
0: yeah or it, it's even more so if you're a middle child. Yeah.
2: My brother's the baby of the family. Oh, so he's yeah. the youngest, not right. only of my family, but the, the bigger family, all the cousins, all mm-hmm. the aunts, all the nephews. He is the baby. Yeah. Well. It's a more complicated formula. So that's a different formula, so a different formula there.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yes. So my theory doesn't apply necessarily to your Correct. brother. Correct. Right. But uh, it, it overall, everything is, is, is great. Um, I have uh, had to adjust uh, sort of running schedules and work schedules, but we're finding a good rhythm. Uh, I traveled to Penn State this weekend, uh, this past weekend, and went to a cross-country meet and um, – both the boys were at uh, their first cross-country meet together yesterday, so that was very cool. Are so, you guys
0: celebrating every silly little thing Every like little thing, yes. Like, oh, uh, this yeah. is the first time both yeah. the boys have been... Yeah. At the park on Bluemont on a Thursday <laughs> yeah, afternoon between it. 3 and 4. Yeah,
1: I do.
2: You're doing the photo documentation, Yeah, too? photo
1: documentation. It's uh, we got a whole Instagram thing. Well, do you yeah. do it,
2: like, with the blocks or with the numbers? Like, I am yeah, this you many know what days we did, old, That's a good question. We did
1: that more for the first, not so much for the second. Again, yeah, the second one, we're like, eh, we don't necessarily need to do that for him. Uh, we did more for, for James, like one week old, two weeks old, three weeks old. I think we did a month for Paul, but we haven't done... Uh, the weekly check-ins uh but um everything is all good um and um i'm sure everybody's worried about my running i am getting my running in and it's starting to ramp back up as we get in a rhythm do you have a fall race uh you know i am gonna run the hawaii marathon that's Mm -hmm. in december but uh not not uh, nothing on schedule until then mm-hmm. and that's cool. gonna
0: be the first trip that uh, the boys, boys go to Hawaii together yes <laughs> so we'll make sure to document that okay alright our next guest
1: also has two boys so hopefully I can get some advice he gets his runs in mm-hmm. he's got two boys they're a little older well he's
0: th- our next guest seems to have his his uh, life put together a little bit better
1: <laughs> yeah well Yeah. I, you could say that potentially
0: yeah. I, I think that's the only thing you should learn from him right well I'm gonna ask. Also, him, he sleeps one hour a day.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna ask him some advice on uh, how he got his runs in with two young kids. His boys are a little older, um, but we, we won't focus most. We'll focus mostly on this amazing on this feat accomplishment of of running the entire CNO Canal, 184 mm-hmm. miles, an unbelievable feat in 36 hours. It's the fastest known time. Ultra runner Mike Wardian is going to join us next here on Pace the Nation. Mm-hmm all right welcome back to the program and now Tess and docs we are excited to be joined in studio by ultra marathoner and a buddy of the show his second time on the show it's mike Orty. and mike how are you thanks for joining us i'm great guys thank you so much for having me well thank dude thanks for making the time um i know you're super busy glad you weren't running um all day today. Uh, exactly. That's, a, that's the difficulty of booking yeah. Mike Wardian <laughs> no.
0: is that he might be on a 36 hour run. He could be. And we're going to yeah. talk a lot about,
1: we're gonna talk a lot about that. But before mm-hmm. you came on, uh, and that's what we, I mean, there's so much to talk about to, to right. Mike about, but, uh, uh, before he came on, I was talking about, I just had my second boy. Uh, so I've got two boys at home. Oh, congratulations, yes, man. I didn't, yeah. I didn't yeah. uh, catch yeah. Yeah. that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, right. um, yeah, so I've got, two boys two years apart your boys are (laughs) same same two years basically basically the same and i'm just complaining about how impossible it is to get out and run and (laughs) like how different my life is (laughs) meanwhile uh, mike is you know he's been able to navigate it and your kids are older so it's a little different um how hard was it when they were two and just born were you able to get out and run am i doing something wrong can you give me some
3: advice uh, I actually, the day Grant, our youngest son was born, I had a treadmill delivered to my house. So <laughs> my wife says that she wasn't sure which birth or, or <laughs> thing I was, more, I was excited more excited about, but, um, <laughs> like that was actually a, a, a crucial tool in allowing me to continue to be, you know, able to train at a high level. And, and I think that that made it really fair to, yeah. because I mean, I think that's one of the things you have to navigate is like, You know, if you want to go out for a two or two to four hour run and you leave your partner, um, at home with a two and a baby, like that's just, oh, it would just just, fly. No, exactly. So what I would do is I'd put, uh, the older one Pierce on the trampoline, Mm -hmm. uh, next to the treadmill And I'd leave Grant in the car seat and then I'd run on the treadmill for two hours. Genius. All right. Mm -hmm. I figured out what we knew. Oh, you figured it out. (laughs) No, he he helped me. figure. Well, and -hmm. then also like, you know, just being super efficient with your time. So I call it kind of like invisible training, but it's basically finding ways to uh, train and still uh, facilitate all the responsibilities that you have. So like. I became super efficient with, like, uh, maybe I could run to work or right. uh, run at lunch. And so, like, times when you'd be gone anyhow, like, make that. Incorporate part, a run. Yeah, yeah, incorporate
0: running into that. that um, kind of
2: dead time. Obviously. Yeah. Right. You're not dead using time. it. Yeah. Exactly. Finally,
0: finally, what you need to do mm-hmm. is you need to schedule Pacers staff meetings. Yeah. Uh, in quotes. And then just go for Tess a run. And I need to go for a run together. Well, it's right. Right. Enough, yeah, like, yeah, hoop right. up, right. or yeah. just just run on your own, and it's not actually a staff meeting, and or just skip the staff meeting, which will be more efficient. I think without Julie you, will, <laughs> Julie will sniff that out. Does she follow you on Strava? Uh, uh, no, she doesn't actually. Yes, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, there you go. Well, and
3: that is that's how Julie is probably getting her runs in yeah. while she's at coaching. Yeah, right? yeah, and she's she, coaching. Yeah. yeah. Sure. <laughs> But also like, I think, um, being able to get the kids in the stroller, uh, yeah. yes. made a big difference for me, which is, you know, why I ended up doing that world record, pushing yeah. the kids in the jog stroller is like, um, it kind of becomes a little bit more burdensome with two in, um, in that you're just kind of taking up a lot of space on the trails and roads with the, the double jogger. But, um, it is a really good way to, to give your partner a break and, and, you know, still get your runs in.
1: All right, before we get into the uh, to the CNO Canal epic run, um how can, there is so much you mentioned your your world record treadmill run there is so much uh, that you've done in your running history what's the best way is do you have a website do you of course you can follow you on twitter can you give us all those particulars
3: yeah so i do have a website it's needs to be a little bit updated mm-hmm. but it's uh it's uh, www.mikewardian uh, that's w a r d like dog i like indian a like apple and like nancy dot com and then i'm on uh the social medias at uh at mike wardian uh, again that's w-a-r-d-i-a-n on facebook um and instagram and twitter uh it's all similar um yeah. so yeah you and you do
1: update regularly and so oh really yeah fun, i post yeah i post all the time yeah so, yeah and, and, and we, you could follow his uh 36 hour run this past weekend uh on all those social media platforms and you had it you were like connected through i don't know your gps watch or something like that
3: Uh, actually no i purchased like it's called a garmin InReach. it's kind of like a spot tracker but it's a garmin it's Mm -hmm. it's pretty cool it's only like maybe as big as like this and uh it was updating every 10 minutes to wow. the website so that you could kind of real-time track me, which actually turned out to be awesome just because it was a, a way that people could follow but also, like, join the run. And so, like, totally. as I got closer and closer to town, it was kind of like Forrest Gump. Like, this more and more people <laughs> just kept coming out and being a part of it. So it was really kind of that, epically that is, cool. That is very cool. So
1: you can follow him on all those social media platforms. He's got his own website. And you can actually literally follow him, like, literally on the uh, Garmin tracker uh, for for that event and maybe some future events. So
3: yeah, definitely. I've got some other things coming up uh, that I'll, yeah, uh, definitely share. And yeah, you always, you always do have stuff, man. So
1: I, 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 you know, so so much, like I said, to get into, but out of all the stuff you've done, Mike, I I, I think this is maybe the most impressive. Um, Why did you decide that you wanted to do it? First of all, which why did you decide you wanted to run the CNO Canal, 184 miles CNO Canal?
3: Yeah, I mean, it's, I think it definitely is probably the, like a pinnacle of like some of my runs, like, you know, being able to qualify for the Olympic trials like three times, being part of the world team for the U.S. Uh, for 100K and 50K world championships, I think 11 times, and, um, you know, winning a bunch of, marathons and ultra marathons all around the world. But like, this was kind of like a culmination of all that kind of um, Mm -hmm. experience. And uh, I'd say the, I'd always wanted to, even since I very first started back in the late nineties, I think I started running 1993 or four, and then kind of did my first marathon in 1996. And I did a lot of training on the CNO canal, just like most people in the DC area that became kind of like a, go-to place for long runs, um, you know, SLRs like Saturday long yep. runs. Right. Um, it's a, it's a, it was a place where I'd, you know, started doing tempo runs because it's got mile marks and, um, it was just a great resource. And I always thought like, wow, it'd be cool to see, like, I didn't really believe like when people said like, oh, it's really 184 miles, like that. It's, it's continuous. Like I, I, I didn't know what, like the other side looked right. like, and i thought oh it'd be cool to go out there and then having run the jfk 50 miler in 1997 actually you run about uh, 42 kilometers or about 26 miles on the cno canal um so i'd seen some sections of it out uh, that way you, uh, out, out you far, far. Yeah, yeah i'm running like so the way that it works is the zero mile mark is right at thompson's boathouse yep. in georgetown and then it's got mile marks all 184 crazy. <laughs> mile marks from here <laughs> to Jordan to Cumberland. To Cumberland. Yeah, so, yeah. uh, it's, it's pretty incredible that you have such a resource. So like, you know, if you want to do a 30 mile run, you just run out 15 miles, turn around and run back. And so like, it, it, you know, a lot of people end up doing stuff like that. And, um, I thought, wow, it'd be cool to someday do that. And, but then like to think in your head, like, oh, I, I want to do that someday and then to be able to have the ability to do that are completely different things. And so like uh, a lot of people bike it. And so I thought like, Oh, maybe it'd be cool to bike it. Like my dad has biked parts of it. And, um, you know, I thought, wow, like maybe he could bike and I could run. And, um, but I just didn't think he was going to be able to keep make l- the whole, make uh, the whole journey. And right. then as I became like more and more engaged in running and kind of got, um, more involved in like doing these ultra of, marathons like stage races uh last year i did a race called the ultra gobi which is 400 kilometers across the gobi desert of china and you're like self-navigating and uh, i felt like oh now i kind of have the skill set to be able to do this um and then it just came down to like scheduling because i race about you know 45 to 55 times a year so uh if you want to take a a you know, I I wasn't sure how long it was going to take. And then I started doing some research and then I saw this like super stout time that this guy set uh, park Barner back in the seventies. He, he ran it in 36 hours and 48 minutes. And he was like a multinational champion. Like he's run over 150 miles for 24 hours. And I was just like, wow, like this is going to be kind of a pretty bold, you know, undertaking and, um, and, and so two weeks ago I, um, ran my hundred mile personal best. I ran 15 hours and 29 minutes and I felt pretty strong during that. And I was like, Oh, this is the time. Like I have a little block of time between now and the end of September when I do a, a marathon at Patriot stadium to raise some money for mm-hmm. the homeless. Um, and I thought, wow, this would be a good opportunity. And a lot of my friends were doing a race called the Ultra Trail to Mont Blanc in, right. in France. And I wasn't going to be a part of it this year. And so um, I thought, well, this would be a fun way to spend the weekend. Well, <laughs> yeah.
1: and it took most of the weekend, 36, yeah. uh, 36 hours. Uh, you know, we'll talk about what, you know, how how close it was. But, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. Docs, uh, just an impressive. I mean, you and I have run... The uh, well, Ragnar from Cumberland, Maryland. So we know how far it takes us hours to drive out yeah. there. So the fact that he ran the whole way is a very impressive.
0: Well, I, I mean, the interesting thing was you, you were saying that that you wanted to explore the unknown parts of the CNO. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, uh, would you say it's 184 miles long? For me, that would be like the the last 180 <laughs> miles. <of it. laughs> well, but for I'm a lot curious, of listeners too. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, curious for you, how much is considered the other? the other side of Uh, the the parts that i had like a five mile right 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 yeah no it was
1: like mile 179 to (laughs) 180 yeah (laughs) Yeah, exactly (laughs) exactly
3: no i i had um i had probably only seen so i'd seen probably the first the um, from georgetown out to carter rock or so Mm -hmm. but uh and then that's about uh 10 miles and then i'd seen the part that i'd run on the jfk 50 miler which is think from like it's from like damn four or so and and i'd seen some parts near William, williams port mm-hmm. which is around mile 100 there's a five miler called the gary brown five miler that my friend that the race director mike spindler puts on for he puts on the jfk 50 miler but he also puts on this five miler so i've run that section before but it was pretty funny because you just run out two and a half miles and back two and a half miles so yeah. it, so it's like i guess i'd seen probably about Uh, 40, 45 miles of the 184 miles. And so, you know, not a lot of it. Um, but it's, it's not super technical. Like it's pretty, um, easy running. Yeah. It's
1: probably what you would think of as what Georgetown, the canal is in Georgetown, right? Right. Is it similar to that? It's pretty
3: similar, but there are some sections that are a little rockier. And the thing that made it super tricky for this run, uh, was just the amount of rain that we've been having lately. And so the trail was completely washed out in sections and like so washed out that there was like you know mile long detours that we had to like go out of the trail and wow. then into town and so that made it quite a bit longer um and there's a bunch of construction that they're doing at various points on so the So how train. did you
1: time that then? So you I just kept the time running. So you kept the time running. Yeah. So yeah. so parks uh He's, he is a American ultra runner and he's in the hall of fame of America ultra running. So yeah. he's a stud. So his time was 36, 48, 14. So you ran and just kept your clock going the entire yeah, time. Even exactly. if you had to detour. Yeah. And so and like
3: there was like just in Williamsport alone, it sucked. Like it was like from here to across the street, mm-hmm. but I had to go 1.1 mile out of the way and up some hills wow. through Williamsport and then back to the point that was like right where I could see it. Like, so I had like a 20 to 25 minute detour to go like 400 feet.
1: Sounds
2: like you picked the worst weekend of the year. Yeah, dude, it was not a good. That's
1: a great, I mean, that's a great point. So he he did say like it was, you know, a break in your schedule and let's not gloss over the fact that you ran a hundred miler the two weeks before in a PR of 15 hours and 29 minutes. So that's phenomenal. But yeah, like you said, Tess, I mean, it wasn't a great weekend. Weather-wise, I mean, it was so hot and humid.
3: Yeah, I mean, it
1: was maybe (laughs) the worst weekend you might (laughs) be able to.
3: It probably was one of the worst weekends, especially with the conditions on the course. Like, just like there was so much mud and grime, and uh, my my dad had done some recce for me Mm -hmm. because I, you know, I still work full time. Um, but can he, you,
0: can you explain what that means?
3: Like he had gone out on the course, uh, so like reconnaissance? Yeah, yeah. So he had, he had gone and like looked at some of the parts that we thought were a little sketchy. And he told me that it was going to be pretty wet and muddy. And I was just like, Dad, mm-hmm. come on. You yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Well, this. no, it was, it was, it was kind of like, dude, you don't know. Like, <laughs> like, I mean, I do like, yeah. you know, mountain races right, where right, you're right. like trudging through streams and like through beaver dams and like in hail storms. So I was like... A puddle's is going to be fine. Yeah, exactly. But like it was actually I've like... I've my
0: shoes wet before. Yeah, yeah,
3: exactly. <laughs> but it what was funny is it was actually quite bad. And so it was like slippy and like uh, completely washed out. And then, you know, as you run longer and um, the, the you know, getting your feet wet is, is not a great idea, uh, especially when you're putting that much... Uh, distance on your um, on your shoes and yeah. socks and everything, and so there's just a lot of uh, opportunity for discomfort if if you do that, and it also meant that I had to stop and change my shoes. So I ended up changing shoes three times and changed socks probably six or seven times. Wow! And so each time you do that
0: is you know not. Not it,
1: quick. They, they, the time keeps running. Yeah, so it. just a ton of questions here. So let's start Farley from- would stop his watch, by the way. <laughs> 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 and you don't have to ask drink. <laughs> All right. So a ton of questions here. So you start September 1st. Like, as we mentioned, it was crazy hot and humid. Wicked. Yeah. Um, and you start
3: at 5 a.m. How much sleep did you get the night before how much sleep did you get friday night so n- not very much so i went to bed around 10 and my, I, my dad got to my house at twelve forty-five in the morning uh so two, two and, hours two, two and, and a half, half hours. hours why did he come so early why didn't you uh could, we decided not to stay in cumberland. Uh, cumberland just because of um labor day traffic like leaving dc um so we, we thought like by the time we get in the car, we'll be in the car for like five hours rather than if we just leave at like one, mm-hmm. two o'clock in the morning and drive up. So then we picked up James Whiteside. Uh, who we were supposed to pick him up at one thirty, but there was a little glitch in that his wife forgot to bring his phone up to his room. So he wasn't quite ready at one <laughs> thirty. Right. So uh, he woke up about 1.45 and we got on the road around two o'clock in the morning. So you slept for two and a half hours. Right. The night before you were going to run
1: but before, and not sleep.
0: Before we react to this. Yeah, yeah. How how much is a normal night of sleep for Mike Ward? I think you? we've asked him that before. I, know, I know. Yeah. Yeah. So, so like
3: question. No, yeah, so I'm I'm not it a It could t- be sleeping
0: in for Mike. Right? Yeah, <laughs> so
3: I'm not a terrific sleeper. Usually if I get 4 hours straight, like that's really good for me and then it's fitful from then. So like it was it was less than normal. Um but, but like
2: total even counting fitful sleep.
3: Yeah, I mean, like, I'd say if I get five or six hours, it's okay. really good. Okay. Um, so that's
1: good context. You're right, Doc. Yeah.
3: So, but like, then I drove, I, I did the driving. So I drove us from D.C. to Cumberland. We got there around four, four o'clock or mm-hmm. so in the morning. Uh, we went to, there's like a little, it's actually like a little shopping area mm-hmm. type. Yeah. Like, um, end point and they have like a bike store and this kind of stuff there was a hotel kind of right at the start i went to the bathroom uh got a little food put on my kit and then it all of a sudden it was 4:48 or so and you know kind of lined up at the start line and started right at five and
1: and, and that's to me i mean a, a big part of what this is, is so impressive because you've done races where there are You know, thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people watching or at the race, whether it's a New York City Marathon or, you know, the Olympic Tri- This was zero fanfare. Like, (laughs) it's like you starting at 5 a.m., your dad and James, and you're like, okay, go start my Garmin. uh, Did
3: anybody have a gun?
0: Yeah. No, no, no.
3: no well, not that it was with me. I don't <laughs> know if anyone in the area had a gun. Were you I'm wearing pretty orange? Sure. <laughs> no, no. I, I, just had mm, uh, just orange kit when you're running out there. Yeah, no, <laughs> just I had, I just had a, a headlamp and um, a little sack. I had my Nathan uh, Zach yeah. vapor vapor Miller um, and the Garmin, some goose and. Uh, my polar watch like as backup and <laughs> my, my in reach. And I got like, I just got the in reach that week. So I was like, pretty sure it was working. So like it's pretty funny if you go back to the timeline it has like these automated messages yeah. and a lot of them are like I'm just starting my run where it should be like I'm just checking in <laughs> right 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 <laughs> it's like i was pushing the wrong button but like it was working but so, it was working
1: you yeah, could follow them. It, it was, was really, really cool it, it like, was really fun to yeah. follow and, uh, i
0: don't know what inreach is it's
1: a it, it's the garmin device it's
3: a it's just like a tracker yeah it's, it's a garmin tracker that it's uh, you, it's actually quite interesting so you you purchase the tracker and then uh, you have to purchase the service on their satellite. So it's kind of like if you're going like super back country or something and you want mm-hmm. your like mom to not freak out, like – they can follow you or if i you're, got you
1: i suggest you use this all the time because it's hard to keep up with where you travel around the world so could yeah. you just keep it on yourself yeah oh, there's exactly. mike he's back at work in dc again well it's yeah. actually
3: pretty cool because it's like it shows the whole world and then it shows where the little tracker is right. so like i've only actually used it around the area but yeah I, I definitely think it'll be fun to carry around
0: but farley julie will get one for you to make sure that you're really Ooh. at uh, <laughs> that's these a meetings. Good point <laughs> i think How's that's just going? track
3: my iphone <laughs> that's, that's a, good point. That's a good good point
1: yeah maybe i shouldn't suggest this idea because she'll Mm -hmm. get some ideas um all right so you start uh not a lot of fanfare fair 5 a.m uh you know you average just under 12 minutes per mile for the entire 184 miles i just don't have a lot of context of like what is that what does it mean to start a race? Do you start, you could easily start the race and run, you know, seven minute pace for forever, but that's probably not a good idea. Like what kind of pace do you start, um, when you're feeling spry and good for the first 30 miles or so? Yeah. yeah.
0: Or, or in other words, how do you hold yourself back? Right. Yeah. yeah,
3: exactly. Like, so, um, I just, uh, treated it just like I was running to work pace mm-hmm. basically. So like pace that you feel like you can keep all day, like you're just going out with your buddies and, um, you're just going to you know, go yeah. for a, go for a jog. Try do you
2: p- feel like that mentally relaxed or is it like kind of more pressure? Cause you know, you're trying to do this FKT on a trail that feels like your home, like your home stadium, if yeah. you will.
3: Um, No, I just kept it super chill just because like I've done some of these long events and like, I know if you get too excited at the beginning, you're going to pay for it like 50 times mm-hmm. at the end. Mm-hmm. And I, I have a pretty good, like I actually talked to um, James and, my dad and I kind of told him like, I feel like I'm probably gonna have some like hard parts or between like 30 and 50 and then I'll kind of rebound. And then usually between like 70 and 90, I kind of feel kind of, you know, not so great. Uh, But the longer it goes, the more I kind of settle into a good rhythm. And so like I kind of expected to feel bad in some spots Uh, and it turned out that, I don't know if it was a self-fulfilling prophecy or not, but it, it kind of actually ended up going that way a little bit. Um, but it was also like the trail kind of dictated where they could give me aid and Mm -hmm. stuff. So like I was able to get aid pretty regularly for the first, uh, 18 miles or so. And actually around 18 miles, James, my buddy, uh, jumped in until the Papa tunnel, which is about mile 30. And then after Papa, there was a 50 kilometer or like 30 mile section where I was just going to go by myself because they couldn't really access that part of the trail. And so, I just left with, like, a bottle and, a you know, a bag full of, like, snacks and um, was expecting to use, like, the pumps they have on the trail. They have pumps every... For water, yeah. For water, mm-hmm. like, every four to six miles or so. And it turned out, like, a lot of the pumps weren't... Functioning oh, man so, and this was actually kind of the hottest part of the day for yeah. Saturday. I mean, literally, yeah. Tell us how hot as I mean, it's um, I think ninety. But say yeah. it like a joke. If yeah. How hot <laughs> was it? No. Yeah. So the 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 issue that I was having was it. Yeah. So it was it was it was creeping up quite hot, and then it was quite humid. And so you know, I'm going like you know. 80 to uh, hundred minutes, like, you know, hour, hour and a half without water. And I actually got to a pump and I saw two cyclists coming And These guys actually kind of saved the race the first time they, um, they, I said like, Hey man, how much further to the next pump? Cause they had just seen me like trying to pump it and like nothing's coming out. And I was just like, Oh man. And they're like 5.2 miles. And I was just like, I guess the look on my face like they were like, uh, sorry. And they just kept growing, And I was like, oh, this is going to suck. Cause I'd been dry for a while. And, um, and then all of a sudden, like, you know, maybe two or three minutes later, I hear like the crunching of like the gravel and like the dude rolls back and he's like, dude, I got an extra bottle and he threw it to me. And I was <laughs> nice. like, oh my God, this is like one of those airdrops and like, um, like hunger games, like where like the little <laughs> thing comes down the beacon and exactly
2: what you need. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And so I was just like, wow, like everything's going right for this run. And so I drank like half the bottle and then I saved the other half. And then all of a sudden these two guys come uh, out of the woods like another maybe hour and a half later or so. And uh, it's actually first just one guy. And I think it was James. And he had a bladder on. And I was like, oh, my gosh, man. Are you you just out for a run? And he's like, no, dude, I'm here to run with you. Wow. And then all of a sudden he like – 10 minutes later, I'm like, Hey, can I, can I have some water? He's like, yeah, I've got only an, I only brought enough for me, but like I can, I can spot you like a bottle. And so like that was enough to get me to the, the checkpoint. So, so. this
0: is, this is somebody who was following you. Yeah. He was
3: following on the tracker and yeah, was like, and I got to do in. a long run anyhow. Wow. And so he, He was going to do like, I don't know, 15 or 16. And so he's like, oh, I'll just come and run with Mike. Oh, cool. And so, and then this other guy, um, Adam, I think he had only run 50 K before in his life. And we met at the Newport news marathon earlier this year, the one city marathon. And uh, he came out to do like a a run and ended up, he was going to only run like 12 miles with me. And he ended up staying for 41 miles. So like every time we get to like a checkpoint he'd like call his wife and be like, "Hey, can I stay a little longer?" <laughs> <laughs> and so she was like, "Uh, I guess." And so it like went from being like a 2-hour run to like a, you know, 6-hour run.
0: Farley, and and he had uh two young boys at home. Right, exactly. No, no, 2-year-old he he and yeah, he made it work.
3: No, yeah. actually they had like so we we get to Williamsport where he finally drops off and like she's there in the minivan with like a car full of kids. And oh, so like, it's even worse. <laughs> yeah. Like it was, it was totally, he was totally awesome. So it was like a, such a, such an awesome thing. And then, you know, I had some, um, my buddy James paced me again. And then, uh, I'd just done, uh, a, a, a talk at, um, a cross country team up in uh, Delaware, Tattnall and their coach drove all the way from, uh, William Wilmington to, uh, come and run with me, this guy, Zach. And so he was with me for a bit and then I had these guys, uh, Adrian and Conrad. They like camped out on the trail. And so like the closer I got to DC, the more and more people came out. Well, you, you, how you,
0: many you, of these people did you know would be there? Or was it a surprise? Every like those guys. Every coming time out it of the was woods? totally
3: a surprise. Yeah, because wow. the
0: only person that you knew was going to run with you was the prearranged uh, buddy who drove out with you. Yeah, James.
1: Yeah, and just his, James. James and his dad. well, his dad wasn't running with him. No, yeah, my dad yeah. wasn't running. We yeah. thought
0: about like maybe my dad riding
3: a bike, but yeah. like I just don't have a rack on my car yeah. or, mm-hmm. to put a bike on yet, and so we were just like, yeah, it's fine.
1: Well, you needed the people because I mean I'm looking at what the the first of September was. It got up to 90 degrees, and the humidity was 80 percent. I mean, yeah. it was <laughs> like is that is that right? Is that I mean that 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 it seems no, that was extremely absolutely weird. humid it, and hot. Yeah, it was brutal. Uh, wow. So, uh, the most important people in this, uh, you know, this event obviously had to been your crew. Uh, uh, you know, obviously the people running to make sure that they kept you hydrated and all that stuff. Yes. Um, so you get, you know, a hundred ish miles. Let's let's take us to the hundred ish mile point. Um, you know, you get as you said, you get more and more people to to run with you. Yep. Uh, at what point was it that you had this was the longest you've ever run in your life. Was a hundred the most you've done? Have you done more than that or
3: No, yeah. So I've run um I've done races like Badwater, which is like hundred and thirty five miles and okay. like Death Valley. And so like I've run so in hotter done. conditions. And then the race across the Gobi, it was four hundred K, which is about two hundred and fifty miles. Um, but like the thing about that race was I got super sick right at the beginning and so I got um, you know, pretty bad diarrhea. And then I got really incredibly bad chafing. And so like I spent basically five days hiking around the, the, wow. the Gobi desert, like trying to navigate. Cause it was like self navigation. So you have like a GPS and you're just trying to like keep yourself on the line. But well, you like, didn't
2: use the stars to try and find <laughs> your way north. I'm
3: not that, uh, no, yeah. no, I use the GPS quite heavily. Right. Um, but like, so I've been out there for a long time and suffered for a long time, but like to run at like, you know, twelve minute per mile doesn't sound very fast, but when you've been running for a long time, like even on pretty straightforward, condi- like trail, it, it's it, it it becomes pretty hard. It's and like,
1: and you're 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 talking about breaks in between, so you right. got to add and how so how long are your breaks?
3: So the, the I'd say probably the shortest break is like a, you know I just exchange bottles and I just keep moving, and so I didn't really. Spend any time in the aid station, and then I'd say most of the breaks were between like five and 15 20 minutes. And then the longest break was probably when I got to Williamsport, and I probably was there for about 45 minutes. Did you close your eyes and sleep at all at that point? No, I didn't sleep at all during the entire event. Like the one, it was actually funny. I was talking to some people, I did a park run this morning, Mm -hmm. um, and I was talking to some of the people, and this is something that's never happened to me before, but it was probably around three or four o'clock in the morning and I was running with um, my friend Zach again and he's leading me um, and it's actually, it's just about day uh, it's sunrise and I'm, and I'm getting super tired and I'm just like, it's almost like when you're watching a movie and you're like, I'm just going to shut my eyes, but I can follow along. And I was like, this stretch is really easy. Like, and I just ended up closing my eyes and like took maybe I don't know, 30 or 40 seconds worth of running. And then I like open my Snap eyes almost, back. yeah, almost like when you're driving and right, you start right. to nod off and you're like, oh, oh crap, I need to like do something about this. Wow. And so I was like, Hey Zach, can I grab some applesauce? And he's like, sure. And like, you know, two minutes later I'm like, okay, I'm good. But like,
0: I've never had that. But you that
1: basically apical. dozed off for 30 yeah. when, <laughs> That's yeah. crazy. Well,
0: when that I mean, happens when I'm driving. Uh, wake, waking up, like when you, when you fall asleep and then you wake up, that really wakes you up. Yes, exactly. Same thing happened when you're running.
3: Yeah, it totally did. Yeah. Uh, And so then I was like on fire for a little bit because then I'm also like, I need more calories and I need some sugar and I need some caffeine. And so like applesauce has caffeine. No, but then I was like, that's what I I was like. I was like, I need caffeine. I got sugar from the applesauce, but I was Uh like, when I get to the next checkpoint, I'm going to need some caffeine. And so like I started hitting, um coke again pretty hard <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. Coca-Cola. 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 coca-cola coca-cola yeah there's no drug testing <laughs> right. in uh, fkts <laughs> yeah. but yeah it was it was all the stuff that you can buy at the grocery store <laughs> yeah yeah
1: so all right so you're you're 100 miles in or so you got uh, the, the the thing to me 100 miles you still got 84 to go that is just unbelievable <laughs> so, well um, what's
3: so crazy is like you're at a hundred miles so but it's like the 100 mile mark is actually not halfway. Right. So, like, because you start at 184 miles. So I get to like the right. 100 mile mark and I'm like, oh, sweet, I'm almost there. And no, you're not almost yeah. there. And so
0: that's not the 100 miles into the race. That's 84 miles into the race. Yes, 84. Because you're counting miles. down. Yes, exactly. Wow. So, yeah. so,
3: so you're going down to like 92. Right. Or to, so to, to get to to get yeah. to halfway. So you
1: get to so you get to halfway, or you know, uh, basically a hundred ish miles, and, uh, you know, the the record has to. The, the crazy thing to me about this is mm-hmm. that you 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 beat the record by twelve minutes. So the record's got to be on your mind. Oh, totally. But it can't. But it can't be like dominating your thoughts I wouldn't think
3: I wouldn't think as no, you're, go,
1: you're going like an emotional or maybe it is dominating your thoughts
3: no it totally is like really? it's always on my mind like yeah. the entire time it's almost like there's like a ghost of okay, park in front of me and then it's like just getting unreal like there's points where like I'm hiking near Harper's Ferry with like my buddies uh, Mark Kukazela and mm-hmm. uh, Katie they're both from Freedom's Run but they also have like a little store up there yeah right?
1: Mark's Run the sub three we talked about mark on the show he's run the sub three hour marathon a little For longer like, than i have yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it's amazing yeah. yeah he's he's yeah he's he's, he's, a, a he's an amazing runner real as well. deal yeah. dude but yeah. he came out like had, that's like, very
3: cool crazy hairs like yeah. blasting acdc in the middle of the night like <laughs> wow it was it was awesome
0: he ran with a boom box next to you
3: no he had his like his mm. iphone he's oh, just got cranking it, yeah. it boom box would
0: be a better story <laughs> yeah <laughs> feel free to like
3: radio rahim <laughs> <On cassette. laughs> yeah 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 <laughs>
1: Uh, So you, so those, those guys are there, but you are chasing the ghost of park. I like that. analogy. yeah, Yeah, for
3: sure. And so like, as I'm going, I'm just like, I I said to them many times, I'm just like, it's just not going to happen. Like I'm going to make it like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to make it. And like, um, but you know, it's, it's just, he's just too strong. Like it's just, he's, he just had a, you know, a better run than I did. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, and he
1: didn't run probably at 90 degrees and 90% well yeah degree, i mean all that stuff is right. part of it
3: but like but, yeah. but that that's i chose the time's the i time. chose yeah, yeah i chose the you know the time. yeah that's what i love about you know athletics and especially running is like all that being said like okay you know there's detours you know there's things you have to deal with but like the time is what the how, time is
0: how do you wrap your head around what pace you should be running in something like that especially like if you're chasing him because the the terrain's got to be different there's different variables variables so do you do you just look at it and say well as long as my pace is 12 something per mile I'm I'm on pace or or can you break it down to different sections what how do you do How, how do you know if you're on pace or not well, something I, like that.
3: Well, I mean, I think you. I mean, you you look at the time, and then you kind of split it, and yeah, and I and I basically, yeah, I had to average sub twelve minute miles, and so when you're looking at, looking at your watch and you're walking for like hours at a time, and you're averaging like twenty to thirty minute miles, you're like, well, this is gonna have to come from somewhere, and so like, you know, that's when I'm like, I I just don't know, and like your stomach starting to feel kind of you know dodgy and like your motivation gets kind of zapped at various points. Um, but then I know like, okay, like I, I know that I'm a strong runner and, and I know, okay, maybe like, I'm going to, you know, have a couple you know hours that aren't so great, but like all I need to do is just, you know, keep moving forward. And so that's kind of what I kept in the back of my head. And why, I'm just going
1: to, why did you stop for 45 minutes though? Because you got to keep moving forward, like you said, but you stopped at one point for 45 minutes. Yeah, you just so, need, I mean, you just physically needed to.
3: Well, yeah, I just knew that, like, I got to that checkpoint and, like, it was kind of like there there was so many people there. And so, like, a lot of people had come out and made a big effort to be there. Like, I wanted to kind of respect that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I also just needed calories and I needed to kind of regroup. Got it. Because I knew I had... You know, I had a hundred miles. Still, are the you run. anxious?
1: Are you getting anxious though? Like, wow, the clock's ticking. I, I and, and you and you have this like I'm envisioning like the 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 line that was uh, in the Breaking to the Nike line that Breaking Two had. You know, <laughs> they had that line that you're you're envisioning this line kind of for sure moving forward. Yeah, are,
3: are you? I'm aware of it. Aware of it and thinking. Yeah, I'm aware of it, aware yeah, of it yeah. but I also know like a hundred miles is a long way, and right. so like if you don't take care of yourself, like okay, I rush out of the aid station and I'm not going to see somebody for 10 miles and I didn't get enough food and I didn't change my shoes. And at this point, you know, I'm dealing with like foot issues. and like, So like if I don't get things sorted, like you can't fake your way through a hundred miles. Are you doing (laughs)
2: that mental math though? Like if I spend 45 minutes at this checkpoint, I can shave like five minutes off the next one and just kind of keep that running a little smoother. Um, Where's that time coming from?
3: Well, no, it's more like, I need to figure this stuff out now. And I'm going to worry about that later. Right. Um, because worry about tomorrow, tomorrow. That's what Farley. (laughs) always says. (laughs) No, but like, basically it's like that. If I don't get this sorted, it's not going to matter. Right. Like if I spend 45 minutes here or I spend, you know, an hour here, if I can't run once I leave here, like it's not going to matter. And so like, and, and I've really learned that I think over the course of like doing some of these longer events, like I've, sat at aid stations for 45 minutes just to get my stomach right and my head right and then you know another 45 <laughs> minutes later i passed like every single person yeah. that's past me and so like i know like once i get right i can really move and so i just knew i had to get right and also i wanted to kind of respect the people that had gone like there were people that were like you know had made me soup and like. You know, there are people wow. that have been sitting there for like hours. He is hours.
1: making it about them when it should be all about <laughs> you.
3: That's impri- that's incredible, well, man. Well, that's I awesome. Mean, no, I mean, it's. it's I yeah. mean, it, it, selfishly, I mean, like yeah. I needed to get straight, but sure, like totally. Like I, I appreciated that there were people there, and like we left that that aid station like after like forty five minutes, and I'm like, we need to get moving, and my buddy James is like, yeah, I said like, I think we can still get the record, and he goes. I think that's going to be pretty aggressive. And that's what he said. Wow. Yeah. yeah." Mm. And I was like, this is your number one support guy. (laughs) James. James is like very, uh, very well dialed in and like, he's seen me in some bad. He's a realist. Yeah. And so like he, like he knows how to motivate me. And like, I, and I think that was actually probably the perfect thing to say. because like, Uh, but like, I seriously like, we leave the, the aid station and like two minutes later, there's a woman and her kids. It's like, by this point, it's maybe like one o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. and she's been tracking, she's got her phone out. That's like amazing. I, we just see this glow. She's like in the bushes and there's like kids with little <laughs> signs That's awesome. and she's like, I've been tracking you all night and we probably spend like 10 minutes like saying hi and like meeting the kids and like, and you know, the, the last thing you want to do is like not honor like somebody totally. that's been there. But you're also like, I, I need to, like, we were like, I'm sorry, we got to kind of go. And right. like, you know, you're trying to like get down the road. And uh, then of course, like, you know, I felt good for a little while. And then of course, like you got to settle your stomach right. again. So like, so then all of a sudden I started going pretty slow and then. You know, all of a sudden James is like, you know, what, what can we do? And I'm like, I don't know. he's like, I got this good podcast. It's like business wars. It's like base Bar- the nation. No, no okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we, we didn't have that one, but we, uh, we listened to business wars, like Marvel versus DC. Cause we're both like comic book geeks. Yeah. And so, um, that passed a couple hours. And then, um, I knew a lot of times in these events, like, you know, the hardest part is kind of like darkest before. The dawn, yeah. but like I know that part of the night is kind of hard. And it's also like kind of when when you're most tired is like kind of when your bedtime is. So like I knew if I could get through those points, like uh when the sun came out, I was expecting to be able to move a little bit better. The only thing I was fearful of is like it being it's hot as, again. Yeah, is <sighs> it gets hot again. And usually I move really well at night, and so like I just wasn't moving well. And and I knew that I had friends at Harper's Ferry, and for some reason in my head I thought like Harper's Ferry, we were going to go through the town and I could like kind of like, you know, like go in a convenience store maybe and like grab like a Slurpee or something. And like that we, would be in a 7-Eleven.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs>
3: um, and uh, Harper's Ferry like... Is, if you, is on the wrong side of the... Right. The Harpers Ferry that they're talking about is on the wrong side of the of river the canal. from the Harpers
2: Ferry. Can you Ferry. see it from the canal? Oh, like you can see it, dude. You
1: can see a slurpee in the distance. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. So some, anyhow... Some kid on the trail
1: with a slurpee. <laughs> yeah. Give me that Yeah. Uh, it's just awesome to hear you talk about the range of emotions that you went through, and it's incredible. I uh, I read Kellen Song's article of the, the Washington City paper. He did yeah. a great job, a great summary of that. Uh, he's... He's, uh, obviously a former guest on this program, love all the stuff he does running wise. Um, he said in the last 30 miles though, like you said, once you got to, you know, maybe the regular time you would run and you started running maybe like eight minute pace, which is just incredible.
3: Yeah, no, it was, I think it actually started like with maybe, so Harper's Ferry is about a hundred K from here. So Mm -hmm. you're like right about 60.5 miles. Okay. And um I did a I did a decent pace to about 40 miles and then I started to like really start to suffer again and I got super lucky this guy Adrian and his buddy Conrad came out and those dudes like camped out and like they're like legit like like I think Conrad's like a 109 guy like they're they're wow. fast. Um, 109 the half marathon. Yeah wow. and so like um those guys came out and they were like hey we're here to support you to the finish. And I was like, I, I just don't know if we're gonna make it. And they're like, No, nah, we're gonna make it. And I was like, Okay, let's you know keep going. And then uh, my buddy Matt from MedStar came out on a mm-hmm. bike, and he brought some Engl- um, egg McMuffins, uh, <laughs> which like sounds crazy, but it was actually perfect. Like I don't eat meat, so it was right. basically just egg and muffin, but right. whatever. Uh, and so like being able- and my wife and kids, I think seeing them at mile 88. Uh, wow. Jennifer and the boys came out and brought me pizza from Pupatella, um, uh, which was really like, I didn't think it was going to be good, but it turned out to be like a uh, really good fuel. So you
2: got pizza, egg McMuffins, <laughs> yeah. potential <Spring>. slurpy. Yeah. know. <laughs> yeah.
3: Uh, well, and I was just drinking like, you know, cause I was drinking a lot of like, you know, energy stuff. Right. And so it was nice to start getting some real food later in the event. And I think that really helped like getting some stuff to stay in my stomach, like, you're still getting calories through all that other stuff, but like just to have like some sustenance
1: and you're able to run with that in your stomach, you're able to start clicking off
3: eight minute pace. Yeah. So like, so then uh, about 44 miles, like we started doing the math and, and I was like, I think I can get it. And, and I'm starting to do the math and like my head's a little bit, not great. Right. And so I'm like, yeah, but I mean, I think we got to run really fast and like Adrian's like doing the math. And he's like, I think we just got to average sub 12s. And I was like, okay, I can do that. I can do that. And so then so then I'm I'm going and then all of a sudden I meet my buddy uh, Bart. I don't know if you remember yeah, Bart. Yeah, I remember Bart. Yeah, yeah, yeah you used yeah. to so, run for the Pacers team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. So he um he ran the last 30 with me. So he comes out and then a woman I coach or used to coach, Kim, comes out with a couple friends. And so then all of a sudden I just have like this like posse of people. Enclave of people. Yeah. Man. And so it's just awesome. So I'm kind of feeding off their energy. Um, and then, you know, I'm starting to run some 10s, some nines, wow. uh, and then as it gets closer, like some guys from Montgomery County Roadrunner, Roman, and the team of, um, their marathon training program come and meet me around 15, 14, 15 miles out. Uh, and it's so crazy cause I'm, you know, I'm running, you know, some good nines, some eights, um, and some of the guys that are, have been running with me start falling off just because they've been carrying you like, broke them <laughs> well yeah but they're they're carrying like 15 pounds right, of right, extra right, stuff right, right. right. And, and pizza boxes <laughs> yeah exactly like yeah. you know trash like.
2: yeah. so you're in this flying V formation. Yes. yeah well
3: I was joking about this sub too but like you know of course yeah. we're just trying to break 12 minutes a mile not like 430 a mile well, at,
1: at, well yeah I mean it, it, where, where you were at in the race it's impressive that you're able to get down to 9 minute pace yeah and so uh, then
3: so then we're going and then it's starting to get hot and actually my head like each step becomes like monumental like i was just you know i'd run and run and run for like an hour and then all of a sudden like i'd have to walk for like 10 minutes wow. and so like you're starting to freak out because you know you're going from running eights or tens to you know 16 or 20 minute miles and so you're like well i'm st-, and then you're looking at your watch and you're like oh i'm averaging like 13s you know like this is not going to make it and um, you know, every time you stop, you you got to kind of like rally again to start it up and uh I think with like 20 miles to go, like Bart looks over at me and he goes, "Dude, can you believe you've run 165 miles?" Oh, dude, that's the last thing A- I yeah. <laughs> hear. And I was like, "No. Don't talk like that <laughs> yeah. anymore. We don't talk like that no. anymore." Like I was like, "We got to flip that. We've got 20 right. miles to go." And yeah. so like every mile, which is mile, manageable. Yeah. I was like, clicking it off. And I was like 20 miles. That's less than a marathon. Like the day after I've run like a 50 mile or like, you know, and so then I just kept doing it like that. I was like, okay, this is just like 30 K to go. And then 25 K to go. And then
1: when did you realize you could, you felt like you're never, never. never.
3: So like, even like once I got to Carter rock, I'm like, okay, I'm like 10 miles out or so. I'm like, I think I've got a couple, you know, I've got like t- two and a half, two hours, forty-eight minutes or something to go. Oh no, I don't think I have that long. I, anyhow, I, I had an, I, they were like, oh, you got plenty of time, and I'm just like, no way, like you don't know how tired I am. Like every step, like every mile, is it, yeah, is like challenge. Well, yeah. every is like, I just don't know if I'm going to be able to do this anymore, or like if my body's going to let me keep like, because you got to keep like it's getting super hot now because we're at like. Two or three o'clock in the afternoon, and so um, I'm just like, like, and that part of the trail is kind of exposed a right. bit, and so like I'm just trying to like, I'm like eking every sh- bit of shade, one like one foot in front of the other, too. Yeah, that's yeah, all just one foot in front of the other, just less than twelve minutes per mile, and like just keep moving and like making sure I continue to eat and like, cause eventually you're like, Oh, I'm only 10 miles. I don't need to eat anymore. And like, that's like the wrong thing to do. Cause then as soon as you bonk, only 10 miles, right? Yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, you got, that's still a, that's still over an hour of time, obviously. almost Well, two no, hours. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like that's like, like 12, two hours. Yeah. two yeah, hours. Exactly. hours of, so I, I remember watching with, with my wife, Julie and I were kind of following you and I said, I, I just don't think there's a chance he can do it. Yeah. And, um, there's a great video of you, uh, finishing, and I want to I want to get to the finish. I, I want to read what Kellen wrote um, in his article, which yeah. I thought he summed it up. The, the, the last paragraph is in his article. He said in the swampy D.C. Summer afternoon, Wardian reaches the final mile marker. near the Thompson Boat Center next to the Georgetown waterfront. No banners, no finish line. No screaming fans are waiting for him. He puts both hands on the slab of stone, indicating the end and rests there for several seconds. With his head down, he's home. Twelve minutes faster in what part? Yeah. It? I mean, how did that, how did that <laughs> feel? We will tweet out the video at pace, the nation. Uh, oh, I think yeah. you probably tweeted it from your, your, uh, from Instagram, from, from your Instagram account. Yeah. Uh, like how did it feel? And like, again, like I said, uh, no real fanfare, nothing. I think Kellen yeah. summed it up really well.
3: No, I mean, I think that's what the thing about these FKTs and, and adventures like this are, it's like, it's really about, um, about, you right. Yeah. And it's about but it, it actually like this event, it felt like it wasn't about it turned it about to be everybody yeah, out no, who was there was a, who was driving for
1: hours and well, the, yeah, no. I think to it was see like you
3: just like the sense of community, yeah. like that like that was I think the most important thing to me was like it kind of brought everyone together and like there were like these impromptu aid stations yeah. like Fletcher's boathouse, like they had like ice and like I don't know what other stuff. Like I just grabbed water and kept going, but like there was like a buffet of stuff right. like if i needed something Unbelievable. and like there was like you know tons and tons of people like all the way through but like as you're saying like that last like mile in georgetown i was actually starting to freak out because they're doing so much construction on it <laughs> right. like i was like oh, i'm gonna get there and get lost and then i actually thought the finish was right at the um at the A key bridge or well no actually right at the uh, end where the um hotel of four seasons yeah, is right. and where it t-bones into rock creek parkway mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so i was planning just to stop there and then jennifer was actually clever enough to like locate the actual post, post. so i would have got there and been like wow. oh i'm done and like not gone the extra like half mile to the thompson's boathouse and then even if i did find thompson's boathouse it's kind of like you have to go around yeah. the boats and like across this little like sketchy little bridge and then you know, touch the thing. And so like, I can only imagine running for 36 hours being that close and like, <laughs> you can't st- and it. can't find the end. Like what and, a And disaster. you
0: celebrate and post all of that stuff. And then somebody says, well, actually, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: which I've done before when I set the world record on for 50 K on the treadmill, on the right. cruise ship. You, you had to do it again. The next I did day. it the next day. And I was just like, there's no way I'm doing this again right. anytime soon. So, um, I just can't imagine like having, like I'd done all that research and like, I was pretty sure, but I didn't actually locate it. So like, I got to say like Jennifer does so many things for me, yeah. but she saved the day again just by, you know, doing the, the final little bit of research. And I'm sure we would have ended up finding it, but we didn't but who have knows a, in 12 minutes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you, like you didn't have much time to do yeah, it. Exactly. And then we, you know, we had to actually kind of do a detour around Georgetown to like, there was this one road we had to go up to M street and then through and then back down to the canal. So like, You know, all that little stuff, like, could have, like, derailed it, but... It, it worked out perfect well it's it's
1: amazing that it, it, this event that started being you know about you and and mad props to, to your dad and James yeah. turned into such a great running community like a feel good story man oh i my mean God. just like it, it really gives me chills about the running community I coming know. together i mean the, the the woman with her kid her kid was out late 1am man two two <laughs> two two kids two kids, two kids out yeah. late uh, you know kids should be in bed man not <laughs> it with just the first kid <laughs> yeah yeah soup for you i mean a whole buffet like you said yeah no. people you probably met people you haven't met you know montgomery county Roadrunners, uh your boy bart i mean just all these people and probably so many more that you didn't name yeah unbelievable well
3: man. no and then you get the support like from all around the world like i mean like i had friends that are in chamonix and new yeah. zealand and australia that are following along like tweeting my dad like Uh, Jennifer, like, you know, Central and South America. Like, I'm lucky I've gotten to travel. Like, my friends in the Maldives where I just was for their marathon there. It's, like, it was just, like, it brought everyone together just for a brief time. And it was especially, like, nice, too, because a lot of my friends had such a rough day at UTMB. And, like, there was a lot of, like, people that didn't have the the weekend they wanted. And, like, I felt like it was kind of – it wasn't really – like, I didn't really – I just had to do the running like everyone else like yeah became it became much bigger than me it's and, and cool. that was what was I think so special about it and um I was really happy to be able to keep going and I think that re- I mean there's no way I would have made it by myself like I right. thought about that like right. there's no way like especially like that guy ran such a solid time
1: before social media. I mean, again, you did it with the hot weather. Like the social media thing is a game changer because everybody can find you now. And you you know, they find any of those
2: messages too that you're getting. Yeah. folks. yeah,
1: it's a good question. Do you see the messages while you're running? No, I never really looked at social
3: while I was running. So James was doing a great job updating everyone. Mm -hmm. So he was like taking pictures and making like funny comments and stuff. Um, like a lot of the people were fans like that had never met me before. And this is like their opportunity to like hang out. And so like, you know, you want to be like interactive. right? And
1: so, You're like playing host all along the way, which is just w- amazing. Which was like so cool too. Yeah. It was, which like, is cool. These yeah.
3: people were just like willing to spend, spend time and energy and, and the effort to be there. And I, you know, I wanted to be, you know, accommodating. Well, to that. dude,
1: I mean, your sponsors are such a huge part of, of what you, you're you able to do. Yes. And without sure. your sponsors, you can't do it. And without those people following you and actually, you know, whether it's buying a T-Mobile phone or, you know, shopping for goo or, 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 or buying a pair of Hoka's or all right. the sponsors you have without right. that, I mean, you, you can't do what you do.
3: Yeah, exactly. And i and I think like it's, it's, it was just unbelievable that, um, that people found it interesting, like, cause it's, like, it's a long time. Like, if you're gonna go for a run, like, you want to kind of go at your own pace, and like, for people to be like, ah, oh, I'll go run with him, and like, a lot of people were scared I was gonna be too fast, and I was just <laughs> like, no, you should just come, yeah, yeah, you should just come. Not gonna yeah. be too fast. But then like, there's some walking the, here. In but the but towards the end, I had a couple but like, he was my, walking too fast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, but, and so that's, it's actually really hard as you're, if you're trying to pace somebody in is like, cause you're not, you're not running at your own pace. So like, you know, they're having to adjust to me. Like when, you know, I'm having a bad patch and, and actually my, my head started playing tricks on me, which this has never happened before either. So like, it's actually net downhill if you come from Cumberland to DC, but in my head, it was almost like I was looking at a painting and like, when you look at it, how it has depth, even though, you know, it doesn't. And so my my eyes were saying that it was uphill. And I think it was because it wanted my body, like for me, it's acceptable to walk uphill because of all the trail races <laughs> I do, but it's not acceptable ever to walk on right. flat or <laughs> downhill. And so I think I was so tired. I was seeing everything as uphill and I'm like, guys, why is it uphill? It's supposed to be downhill. And eventually like I'm doing this for like for hours. And like eventually one of my pacers was like, dude, it's flat. <laughs> He's like, could you just stop complaining? It's flat. It's completely well, <laughs> flat.
1: <laughs> it is. It's crazy that your mind will. I. I don't even. I can't imagine. I, I. just think it's amazing that you're able to. To actually beat the time by such a small margin, being yeah. out there for 36 hours and you beat it by 12 minutes. So yeah. Were you able to get in touch with Park at all? Or
3: actually, it's. It's unbelievable. So I. He's really difficult to reach. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, I tried to reach him beforehand didn't have any success. And then, um, I got an email from him afterwards and it was like, really, it was really awesome. Like he sent an email saying like, I guess by now you've probably beaten my time. And and I was like, actually barely. And so like I sent him a note back and we played some phone tag, but I got to talk to him for probably 40 minutes on Thursday night. And it was just cool, man. He was telling me all about like his adventure on the towpath and like, um, some of the events that he'd done and he'd done, he's done a lot of things similar to me. Like he'd run like a 50 miler one day or a hundred miler one day and a marathon the, the next, next day. Right. And, um, so he was telling me how he did the national he, when he set the, the American record for a hundred, uh, for 24 hours, I'm sorry. He only drank orange juice, like for the two days leading up to it because he didn't want to have to stop to go to the bathroom. And so, what? like, all he did was drink orange juice, and he ran the entire – he ran, like, over 150 miles. He ran, like, 152 miles, and the only calories he had was orange juice. And that, I was just, like, dude, you were such an That's cra- That's crazier than <laughs> running <the> 184 <laughs> miles. That yeah, is, especially when I'm eating pizza right, and right. English muffins <laughs> yeah. and goose yeah. and, like, yeah.
1: Well, Mike uh, – Awesome stuff. We went a little long today. It was well worth it. This is our first show back after a little hiatus. So, oh, great. Uh, well, awesome. This is to have four you. weeks worth of shows. Right, exactly. <laughs> so it's good to, good to have Well, maybe you, you can do it like an episode, <laughs> yeah, like can, uh, episode we, one, well, episode two. We, 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 We've we, already missed the posts. Right. <laughs> well, Mike, uh, you know, uh, we, we found out where we can follow you, all that stuff, but what is. I'm sure this isn't the last thing you're going to do this year. I'm sure there's plenty more on the schedule. Like what's next for you?
3: Yeah. I mean, it'd be great if um, everyone could um, take a look at it. I think my next big thing is I'm going to run a marathon um, at Patriot stadium uh, to help uh, the homeless up there. And so we're going to use the funds to um, buy coats for like five homeless shelters in the new England area. Uh, So I'm trying to raise over $5,000. So any, Anything that, um, you guys could, um, do in your community. Like if you guys would be willing to spread that message to, you know, companies and and people, that'd be amazing. Uh, and then the, so that's uh, September 27th or 28th. It's a Friday. Um, and then the week after that I'll be in Chicago for the marathon. I'll be pacing a double amputee. Um, a guy named Brian Reynolds, he's going to be trying to break three hours. He'll be the first person ever in the world to break three hours with, um, you know, b- blades with, basically
1: with two prosthetics. Wow. Yeah, that's yeah. Crazy. So
3: that's pretty awesome. So he's a he's a stud. Uh, then I'll be headed to Poland for a hundred k or hundred mile uh, the weekend after that. Then I'll be running the Baltimore Marathon um, as part of a MedStar, and then the Marine Corps Marathon, and then New York City Marathon. Uh, and then I have a little bit of a break, and then I'm going to go to Israel and run a. Uh, 80 kilometer or 50 mile race in preparation for I'm going to try to run next year um, they have a it's called the Israeli National Trail but it's 1,100 kilometers from north to south and set the FKT on that so
1: that's incredible I mean that, that schedule is so ridiculous. I mean if any listener can Keep up that schedule. I will sponsor you <laughs> to do all those races. If you could do those and keep up with Mike, I'll sponsor the whole, tri- whole trip because that is just unbelievable. I yeah. Mean, and actually awesome.
3: I just got into a really famous, um, ultra marathon, a hundred miler in uh, Hawaii called the hurt hundred miler. And that'll be in January. So wow, that's awesome. Um, so yeah, it'll be a pretty incredible year. And then, you know, I'm trying to set my year and see what my schedule is. This is kind of a, a contract year for me with a lot of sponsors. Sure. And so, you know, depending on what kind of support I get, you know, I'll be able to decide, you know, what where you I go. Do. Yeah. Very cool.
1: Yeah. Well, Mike, uh, thanks again for sharing the story um, and making the time. Uh, very of course. cool. We, we, we had to reschedule a couple times. So, really, really appreciate uh, Awesome job. Uh, again, you can follow him on most social media p- platforms. It's at Mike Wardian, uh, also, MikeWardian.com. Uh, and you know we'll we'll hopefully uh, be in touch with you you know after the next crazy I mean it sounds like you got a lot of crazy <laughs> things going but after the next crazy thing that you do so. well definitely and yeah.
3: like I it may work out that I can run some of the Pacers events yeah so oh you, we you know, always like, welcome yeah. to – yeah let me know so if I think in. like Clarendon Day might be coming up yeah I might be September in town 22nd. I think yep. there might be a five k ten k double so yeah there you go <laughs> there All you right. go I mean that, <laughs> <laughs> let's see that, that usually is hard I don't think hard. he's up for it pick one I. Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah exactly i might have to save myself yeah mm-hmm.
1: all right that's mike Wardian. thanks so much mike really appreciate you joining us
3: hey guys thank you very much it's always a treat to talk to you and thank you all to uh, pacers nation it's yeah. um it's a real treat to live in in this part of the world and i appreciate everybody in the running community here um you guys um support me all over oh, the world yeah. and it means it means so much so thanks, thanks. Dude. well you yeah. got a lot
1: of support there he goes that's mike Wardian. He's an ultra-marathoning stud. He joined us here on Pace the Nation. We're going to take a quick break and be right back after this. All right, welcome back to the program, and thanks again to Mike Wardian for joining us today on Pace the Nation, uh, describing his unbelievable run from Cumberland, Maryland to Washington, D.C., on the CNO canal, he's got the F. K. T. Fastest that, known time. Yeah, I I, I know what F. K.
0: T. is. Everybody's dropping F. K. T. As <laughs> if I <laughs> should know what that means. Well, t-
2: I think it's Tess was
1: literally the first, the one. first time I've heard it. Tess, that. you you dropped it for. Is that something that? Tess is a little younger than us. Her generation knows <laughs> or?
2: I think I'm just hooked in a lot with the trail community. Okay, so that's something And so you mean. don't get like, oh, I'm going to qualify for Boston. Like, no, Got I'm going it. to go set this FKT on your trail. Got it. And so for me, I know I have the, the FKT for women on Donaldson Run.
1: You do? Nice. <laughs> yeah.
2: The Donaldson Run trail. That's nice. Yeah, all okay. like mile and a half of it. All right, so. well, you screwed up because
1: you let everybody know. Now I know. everybody's going to do
2: it. <laughs> I know. And I just deleted my Strava too, so uh, okay. the time went down. So.
1: Uh.
0: Wait, you deleted your Strava so the time went down? I think like it's got gone. my
2: name off the leaderboard for mm-hmm. that yeah. little little segment. Why there. did you delete your Strava? Um, I think I had a panicked moment living in the twenty first century of mm-hmm. like I've run a lot near my house or run out of the store, and I love being a part of the community, but you know there's a little bit of risk involved with that. Right, and
1: that's what I was thinking about when I thought it'd be cool to track Mike the entire time, but then when you start thinking about it, it's like, hmm, that is a little. Much to know where everybody mm-hmm. is, all moments of the time uh, of
0: the day. And but you deactivate your Strava, can you reactivate it to get that? That F- yeah, FKT K-T back.
2: Oh, I would definitely save to my Garmin still. So, mm-hmm. so we know it's yeah,
1: Donaldson run FKT, Tesla. but it's not,
0: it's not the <laughs> FKT because nobody knows it. No, well, I have to see if right. there's
2: any like posting or like a real way mm-hmm. to submit it.
1: Well, I'm glad we clear up the FKT because we were throwing that around like everybody knew what that meant, yeah. but it is fastest known time. Um, so we got a lot to talk about on Pace mm-hmm. the Nation. I'll uh, make a list. Yeah, so w- w- I think we're going to have to tease it for next week's mm-hmm. show, though, because uh, you know we're still kind of getting our sea legs here at Pace the Nation uh, because we haven't ba- got, been back uh, broadcasting together uh, for very long, forever. Yeah, for a while. So, this is the first time the three of us. Yeah. Have been together. So I think um, you know we've got to we've got to figure out you know and iron out the bumps and all mm-hmm. that stuff. So uh, so we'll get to some of the agenda that I laid out
0: uh, and some other things. This on, is what I'm going to promise the listeners. Yeah. Okay. So uh, next week we're going to talk about my trip to Boston okay. where I saw Pearl Jam yes. play I at Fenway Park. Yep. It should have been all we talked about the entire show, <laughs> right. and now it's just a mere footnote right. on no, uh, next week's show. Uh, I also want to talk about these scooters yep. that are uh, racing in and out of the uh, towns, you it's know, the free plague. scooters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I've got a, I've got some strong, we could do uh, what's grinding docks gears and we can yep. talk about those scooters. I got
1: some thoughts on that too. I like mm-hmm. that. Okay.
0: Well, if you, if we have time, you can chime in <laughs> uh, and uh, we can talk about some recent runs, some training, yeah. our own running, running on the road So much stuff to talk about next week. We don't even need to plan. Yeah. All right. Well,
1: we'll plan a time to get together. That's what we'll do. Um, The three of us will...
0: It'll have to be next Saturday. Next Saturday. Okay. Well, (laughs) Tess. I'll be on the floor. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll have to figure something out. This is great for Tess because it gets her out of work. All right. Well, let's not talk about getting her out of work. Okay. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, then we'll leave it there with all that on the agenda for next week. A great show to get to.
0: Have we booked our guest co-host for next week yet?
1: Yes, it's confirmed. We're locked in. We're good to go.
0: Okay, cool. I'm excited to
1: find out who it is. All right. Well, you guys will find that out next week. This podcast, of course, is sponsored by Pacers Running. Pacers Running with five area DC locations. Pacers Running is for every run. And Mike did say the Clarendon Day five K ten K coming up September twenty second. There's also a kids dash in there.
0: Oh, can I do the kids dash instead? <laughs> you can, I, you I can. signed up for the ten K.
1: You can do the kids dash as well. You can do it. It's after the No,
0: not as well. I just oh, I would understand. rather do that. I would right. I'd do that in lieu of the ten K.
2: We can get you some blocks, get a real sprint start out of it. <laughs> yeah.
0: It goes around um,
1: it goes around Market Commons. One good or it's, two it's laps.
0: better than a most kids dashes are like five steps i know no, what this a joke. Is, this is
1: a legit kids dash so good a lot going on september all. 22nd uh <laughs> at clarendon day all right good show guys Tess, great job um look forward to uh talking again with you somewhere down, down the road
2: yeah i'm always uh, happy to hop in
1: well you uh we know where to find you here in clarendon All right, guys. Again, great show. Mm-hmm. Good to be back on the air. Pace the Nation. Thanks again, Mike Wardian, for joining us. He is Mike Wardian on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. A good follow. Great story. Congratulations on the FKT. Uh, Tess, great job. Great to have you on the program again. We will do it again soon. Always
2: stoked to be here.
0: Awesome.
1: Awesome stuff. All right. For Test Strike, for William e. Docs, I'm Chris Farley. This is Pace Nation. We will see you next week.
0: do a quick
3: sound check all right so tell us about your kids soccer game who played check uh
0: it was the timbers versus the fire all right um cool. so the the kids soccer teams are it's like little league now where they're they're all named after mls clubs uh is it timbers an msl club
3: yeah portland yeah, timbers and uh, the timbers yeah. and the fire okay it's yeah. chicago and portland yeah I guess so, then.
0: It's like when kids played Little League, they're like, oh, the Yankees versus the Reds. Right,
3: exactly. It seems like there might not be as many teams, though, for the MLS. So
0: maybe there's, like, the fire. Probably about the same number. Really? Yeah, but there are three Uniteds. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, there's Minnesota United, Atlanta United, and D.C. United. Oh.
1: They ran out of ideas.